Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting, they can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So, press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 2100, and I'm Dr. Neil Malik. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. Oh, and you'll get a gift from us if you send a question in. I'll tell you all about that right after today's Q&A. And once a month, usually during the first Q&A episode of the month, I mentioned a bit about my background and credentials so you can better understand where my perspectives come from. And given this is the first Q&A of the month, it's time. Now, while I've always been obsessed with Batman and Angels Baseball, I wasn't always interested in nutrition, exercise, health, and wellness. But being diagnosed with a chronic disease at the age of 19 definitely changed my life's purpose. It was then I decided to focus my attention on helping others so that No one else had to experience a chronic disease diagnosis like I did. But in order to do that, I wanted to have some credibility. This is not meant to be a humble brag, but instead, gain your trust. I received both my master's and doctoral degrees in public health. And to make sure I covered all of my bases, I also became a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a certified exercise physiologist through the American College of Sports Medicine. I've been teaching in higher education for over 14 years, and I'm currently faculty within the California State University System. I published peer-reviewed studies, presented at national conferences, and have been interviewed by over 70 different media outlets for my expertise on basically all the stuff I talk about on this podcast. So all of this to say that when I provide my commentary after each episode and I answer the questions you send in, I hope you feel as though it's coming from a place of truth. My only intention is to help you feel your best. And with that, let's hear today's question as we optimize your life. Today's question came via email. Lori writes, Hi, I've been listening to OHD Daily for several years. You've cleared up many myths and questions I've had over this time. Thank you. 
My question is this. There have been several interesting and informative episodes on the topic of omega-3, but I understand we also need omega-6 and omega-9 in our diet in general and in certain ratios along with omega-3. Could you please provide me with clarity on the need for omega-3, 6, and 9, and in what ratios and where to find the best sources? Thank you so much for taking the time to send in your question, longtime listener Lori, and thank you so much for your kind words. I'm thrilled that you find the show helpful. Now, when I was in grad school, we talked about how by consuming too many omega-6 fats, it could lead to an increased risk for chronic disease. Specifically, we were taught that consuming too many omega-6 fats in relation to omega-3 fats could be the issue. They called this the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio. We were told that most Americans regularly consume 6 to 12 times more omega-6 fats than omega-3 fats. So they would say the omega-6 to omega-3 ratio was 6 to 1 or 12 to 1. More recently though, there's been less emphasis on this ratio. So now's a good time as any to talk about omega-6, omega-3, and even these so-called omega-9 fats and what are the differences between them. Lori, it does sound like you probably have a good understanding of omega-3 fats, their food sources, and why they're good for us, but I'll review some of this just in case. So let me start there with omega-3s. When we look at what our brain neurons, for example, are made mostly of and what helps them function at their best, it comes down to fat. The brain actually has a high concentration of omega-3 fatty acids. So it's possible that consuming enough of these fats throughout our lives may help preserve brain function along with some other benefits. For example, consuming foods high in omega-3 may reduce inflammation throughout the body. Chronic systemic inflammation, meaning the body's under stress for long periods of time, can damage the neurons in our brains. By consuming foods high in omega-3 fats, we're supplying the brain with its favorite food and potentially reducing inflammation throughout the body too. And by reducing inflammation, that may lead to a lower risk for other chronic diseases like cardiovascular disease and cancer. Now, when it comes to food sources of omega-3s, some species of fish are actually great sources of these types of fats. Use the acronym SMASH to help you remember those that are highest in omega-3s, where S stands for salmon, M, mackerel, A, anchovies, the other S, sardines, H, halibut and herring, and T, trout. Tuna is a decent source as well, but it doesn't contain as many omega-3s as the ones I mentioned. It's recommended to consume these types of fish two to three times per week, which has been linked to a lower risk of dementia and Alzheimer's disease, and again, even some forms of cardiovascular disease and cancer. Now, you may have also heard that there are some plant-based sources of omega-3 fats. That's correct. But here's where it gets a little more complicated and potentially confusing. There are different subtypes of omega-3 fats. Some are more common in plants and others are more commonly found in marine plants and marine animals. For example, you may have heard that walnuts are a good source of omega-3 fats. That's true. Walnuts, though, contain a form of omega-3 fat called alpha-linolenic acid, or ALA. But fatty fish, like salmon, mackerel, anchovies, and basically the list I just mentioned, contain different types of omega-3 fats. They contain acisopentanoic acid, abbreviated EPA, and docosahexanoic acid, 
abbreviated DHA. Plant sources of omega-3 fats don't have these specific subtypes, or if they do, the amount is really, really tiny. DHA is the most abundant type of omega-3 found in the brain, and it's important to maintain nerve cell structure and nerve function. It's important we get enough of this type of omega-3 specifically for brain health. Now, that's not to say walnuts are bad or won't improve brain health too. This is because walnuts contain other nutrients like antioxidants, such as vitamin E and carotenoids, and even a variety of minerals. You may have also heard chia seeds are a good source of omega-3s. Again, that's true, but chia doesn't come from the ocean and therefore is not a great source of EPA or DHA specifically. The American Dietetic Association recommends that most healthy adults consume between 500 and 1,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA combined and 1.3 to 2.7 grams of ALA each day. Now, we're talking about plant-based sources of fats. Most of these plant-based sources are not so high in omega-3s, specifically EPA and DHA, like I mentioned, but instead high in omega-6 fats. Vegetables and vegetable oils are good sources of omega-6. Since vegetable oils are found in pretty much everything we eat, especially here in the US, we tend to consume plenty of them. When we look at published studies, though, we find that these omega-6 fatty acids do still lower bad cholesterol or LDL cholesterol and also reduce inflammation. In fact, omega-6 fatty acids have also been found to protect against cardiovascular disease, just like omega-3s. So, both omega-6 and omega-3 fatty acids are healthy. And going back to the idea of this omega-6 to omega-3 ratio, I'm gonna quote the Harvard School of Public Health here. They argue that since both fats are good for us, it's like, quote, good divided by the good, end quote. So they say it's basically meaningless to compare these two fats in this way. Now, what about these so-called omega-9 fats? Omega-9 fats are actually known by their more common name, monounsaturated fats. Unlike omega-3 and omega-6s, the body can actually create monounsaturated fats on its own. But we do find that getting these monounsaturated fats in our diets also reduces disease risk. For example, olive oil, avocado, avocado oil, nuts, and seeds are all good sources of monounsaturated fats. So, what's the bottom line here? Most health professionals agree that we should consume more omega-3 fats and you might hear that the best ratio is two to one, meaning we only consume twice as many omega-6 fats when compared to omega-3s instead of the six to 12 times as much. But again, this is debatable. Most agree that Americans should think about consuming more omega-3s and to aim to get that 500 to 1,000 milligrams of EPA and DHA each day. And if at the same time, we can reduce the amount of saturated fat we consume, and not stress too much about omega-6 and monounsaturated fats, we'll probably be in great shape. Thank you again so much for sending in your question, Lori. Now, if you want to send in a question to be answered right here on the show, you'll get a copy of our hardcover Optimal Living Daily Workbook shipped to you if you're in the US. If you're outside of the US, that's okay. We'll email you a digital copy. So to email a question, just send it to health at oldpodcast.com. Or if you want to hear your voice on the podcast, come by oldpodcast.com slash ask. 
right on that page. You can record straight from your computer's microphone. It's super easy. You can even play back your message, and if you don't like it, delete it and do a retake. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in your question. The number is 161-I-LOVE-OHD. That's 1-614-568-3643. Thank you so much for doing that. Answering your questions is my favorite part of the show. All right, that's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you for listening every day. Thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you have a great start to your weekend, and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.